0: Yeah, that's what I do. I scream, woo, and I hear Dave Plyer. Uh, and I, I did that when I heard that Dion Warwick, I said, woo, would be talking to me. Uh, she very recently recorded with Crazy Bone. Who? Crazy Bone. I don't even know how she knows who Crazy Bone is, but probably her son knows Crazy Bone. That is how that song came about. We're going to hear a little bit of that. And then Dion would chance the rapper before we talk with Dion Warwick. If-
1: Promise he will always be the only one we'll ever need. Nothing's impossible if you believe. Nothing can stop you from what you'll achieve. What you'll achieve. Dreams are forever. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they don't, are. don't ever question. Don't ever question. Who you
0: are. Well, you heard those lyrics. Nothing is impossible if you believe. Nothing can stop you from what you'll achieve. Dreams are forever. Yes, they are. So don't ever question who you are. Dion Warwick, do those yes. lyrics mean something special?
1: Yes, they do. They mean an awful lot. They're inspiring. They're giving people a, a thing to think about. That everything is possible. All you got to do is trust yourself and believe, as you said.
0: And be yourself, huh? Yeah, always. You know, I've heard you, because I went and researched, you know, before I talked to you, and you speak at seminars, et cetera. and you're asked by people who do what I do uh, for advice for young performers. And seemingly, the words that always fall out of your mouth is, just be who you are. Why do you say that? I
1: wouldn't want to be anyone other than myself. I like me. I trust me. And I believe in me. So why would I want to be anything or anyone other than who I am? Well, right... I think that's what people
0: generally should be thinking. Well, right now you're a performer who will be at the Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo September 16. I will tell you, if you have not seen Dion Warwick perform, you are missing something else. Because there is no one like you. I've seen you many times and you're one of those rare performers that does a couple things all at once. First of all, you bring... It's like you're singing the me, and you're telling a story, and with each song, to me, I get to go to the movies, because each song is a little movie of sort. Do you look at it that way? Well, I i feel more that
1: it's... Um, yes, I am telling a story. I'm telling stories of the lyrics that I'm singing. Of... Uh, people thinking the way that I think and the way that the words of the music that I sing are giving. It's a case of a beginning, a middle, and an ending. It is a short scenario.
0: Of course, you're known most for the Burt Bacharach, Hal David songs, of which if I named them all, we would be here for, I think three hours just with me rattling off song <laughs> after song after song, which is incredible. I, I you know I there's there's lots of statistics and I haven't given any yet through the 1960s into the 1970s, no one and I need I mean, no one and and I assume you know, this charted as often if you count all the charts that there are, Pop music and R&B and middle of the road, primarily, as often as Dion Warwick did. That team, that triumvirate of Burt Bacharach and Hal David and yourself brought something special. I guess the time was right for that. What do you think the magic was aside from the fact? And I want you to talk about this, too. And I apologize for asking you 12 questions at once. No one can sing those songs. Because Burt Bacharach, if you ask any singer anywhere, they're impossible to sing. <laughs> well, I didn't find them impossible.
1: Those, uh, every single one of the songs that Burt and Hal wrote were written specifically for me. So they were as tailor-made as any of the gowns that I wear. You know, they fit on my body, and those songs are fit for my voice.
0: Did you have input to those songs? I mean, when you got together in the studio, did you occasionally say, Hey, Bert, I'd like to do this here, or say to Hal, do you mind if I do this? Yeah,
1: occasionally. There was a, a note that I changed or a word that I changed, um, and they complimented what was written originally, and they both agreed.
0: Well, you know, I've talked to performers who have performed Bert Bacharach, And Hal David Music before. And they have complimented you as the original. As you mentioned, these songs were written for you. But they slide all over the place. Different keys, different progressions, all of that. And really, they say, well, I just kind of cheat a little bit, and I do it my way. (laughs) You did it the original way and continue to do it the original way. And, and you made light of it by saying oh, that's no big... But it is a big deal. It isn't easy to do for other performers. As a singer, you're a singer's singer and have always been.
1: Well, you know, when you stop and think about the fact that, as I said, those songs are written specifically for me and my voice. Um, the first thing about them, I have no problem in honoring what the composers wrote the way they wrote it um i've taken liberties of course and that's all part of the performance era but i am true to uh, respecting what bert wrote musically and what hal wrote lyrically um those of who have attempted to to sing my my music have found it easier to translate it the way that they felt, which is okay. However, uh, not basically disrespecting what was written, but they should have um, enough courage to try at least to, uh, to bring what was written the way it was written.
0: I know you've told the story before, but I'm, I suspect a lot of people have not heard the song Alfie, of course, of course, is so associated with you. But in fact, in this case, you are not the first one the song was offered to. I can't imagine Cher of Sonny and Cher singing Alfie, but she is one of, what, <laughs> like 40 people that gave it a shot uh, first. Can you tell that story? Yeah,
1: well... uh I was actually the 46 47th person to record Alfie. And um, originally it was recorded by a young lady named Silla Black, someone from the United Kingdom. The uh, movie itself was being financed by Sterling Silver. And uh, Covey Br- wanted to have a British subject do the for the song, which I could totally understand. And uh, so, so did the original version of it for the film. Uh, And it kind of traveled around to many, many other wonderful performers and and recording artists. Um, And I finally was asked to record it by Burton Howe. And I did. And... uh, (laughs) After that many recordings of it, I really questioned them as to how many did they think they had to add of that particular recording. But we used it as basically uh, an album killer, you know, the last song that would go on the album. And as it turned out, um, people felt that it should not be just in an album. And I'm very proud to say that I, Ended up being the only one to have a hit record
0: with it. And you appeared, uh, I believe, once on the Academy Awards singing that song, at least once. Yes, I did.
1: In fact, I appeared twice on the Academy Awards singing that
0: song. Amazing. She is a, sorry, I'm going to say it, a legend. Dionne Warwick is here on WGN, but not only is she a legend... When you turn on the radio and you hear the great songs that Dion performed and you can hear those, see those in person at Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo, September 16, she is also the queen of Twitter. And I want to talk about that when we come back on WGN. i honored to say that Dion Warwick is my guest here on WGN Radio. You can see her at 41's Casino, New Buffalo, September 16. Or you can see her if you have Twitter and happen to be a friend of Dion's on Twitter. That's what friends are for, I suppose. So tell me, Ms. Warwick, about young Gravy. This is the latest controversy. He's if you don't know friends, he's a rap singer. And uh Dion. <clears throat> Did you get into trouble with Young Gravy? What was that about?
1: No, I don't get
0: into trouble. <laughs> and if you did, <laughs> would it matter at this point? No. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about what that tweet was all about. Young Gravy. Yeah. Oh, you asked. You asked. You asked who he. What Young Gravy meant, I believe. And Young spells his name Y-U-N-G, and you spelled it Y-O-U-N-G, of course. And there were some tweets back and forth, right?
1: No, I, I think you're referring.
0: <laughs> what have I got wrong see, another, here?
1: Another recording
0: artist. I don't know. I don't know. But I did see a tweet about you saying that Gladys Knight will forever be your sister.
1: Absolutely. She is yeah she is more more than a friend Gladys and I have been have known each other since the beginning of my career and as well it was sixty years. you know it must
0: be um, really we have watched our, i'm sorry no go ahead i'm sorry
1: uh, you know we've uh, watched our children grow we have uh, recorded together we've we've just been a part of each other's lives for that length of time.
0: Well, and uh, Gladys Knight is not the only one. You told a story on Twitter, the Red Dress story, referring to Stevie Wonder. And you point out that you knew Stevie when he was, I don't know if he was even a teenager yet. He was known as Little Stevie Wonder, I suspect.
1: Yes, he was 11 years old when I first met
0: him. Wow. And quite, a terms of um, incredible musician
1: at that age and performer as well. And quite a prankster, and he still is. <laughs> but <laughs> and I love him so very much. He's one of my babies. And uh, Stevie is, is one of a kind, and not only is he one of a kind, but he certainly deserves the word that is used with him to describe him at all times. He is an absolute genius.
0: Yes. Uh, what was it like performing, as you did so many times with Stevie.
1: Oh, it's incredible. You know, he, he's um, he's he got an incredible sense of emotion that permeates every word he says and every word he writes. Um, it's a joy to sing with him or to work with him.
0: Well, I don't know if you'll remember this, but there was a, a special that you did, and Stevie was among the guests. Uh, I think the proceeds went to AIDS, but I'm not sure of that because you did many of those. Yes. Yeah, and and Stevie began to sing. I, I can't think of the name of the song. It's on the tip, but he began to sing and he completely broke down and, and began, became very emotional. And you, mm-hmm. bro- you you remember the moment that I'm speaking of?
1: Absolutely. The song's called My Love. Right,
0: right. And uh, it's
1: the song he wrote many years ago. And the moment that uh, he was to sing, I don't know what his thoughts were at that time, but there are those moments, and everybody who performs, where there's a certain song, that kind of hits a chord within the heart. And I think that that's exactly what happened to Steve at that time.
0: And you said, I can understand my baby or something to that effect, and You just jumped right in. It's on YouTube, friends, if you want to see this stuff. Is that a blessing uh, or a curse that all of these things, every performance you ever did, pretty much, is available on YouTube?
1: I think it's wonderful. That gives people an opportunity to get to know me and get to know my music. It's uh, a wonderful form of promotion.
0: So quickly, just in a sentence or two, I'm going to name some artist. I could name 350 because you've performed with everyone. I mean, the queen of duets, I think. Uh, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, that's my
1: guy. I love him to death. Another brilliant musician, performing artist,
0: and a dear friend. Johnny Mathis. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: what can I say about John? Uh absolutely adore him. You know, he's just one of those friends that he's always there for me. And and I, I feel so honored to have him as a friend.
0: You know, it was magic when you two, I believe, my perception is when you performed on stage with him, which you did many, many times, because on occasion you <laughs> toured together. What makes it work with some performers where it is magic? Well,
1: with me, I have been so fortunate and blessed to be able to perform not only with some incredible performing artists and recording artists, but as it turns out, they're all friends, and it's the easiest thing in the world to, to perform with a friend.
0: Well, Don't Make Me Over, which was your first hit, I believe, 1963. Uh, we're mm-hmm. about to hit sixtieth, the 60th year of that, and in fact... That is the name of a movie. This is how we celebrate New Year's Day. We watch CNN and a movie about you and your life and your music called Don't Make Me Over is going to be on CNN. You're going to be in the news. That's right. <laughs> Big news. Well It's a <laughs> <The> docu- <laughs> documentary that is
1: based on uh, me through my music. And a lot of interesting things that people will finally get the true story of the work as being told because
0: it's coming directly from me. Does it bother you that there are so many stories that, you know, uh, uh, maybe it's worse now than it was? You'll tell me that if you're a public figure that maybe because of social media, that things travel and are spread that are just so not true?
1: I just shine that stuff on. (laughs) You know, people, everybody has an opinion, and they're entitled to their opinions. And when they want the truth, uh, it has to come from the source, as they will find, but don't make me over, the documentary.
0: Which will be on CNN again on Ah, uh, New Year's Day on CNN—that is so cool. One more question, Dion. What makes you more happy? Aside music, aside professional stuff, aside personally, what makes you happy?
1: Well, first of all, being able to have my grandbabies around me, uh, my children around me, and my friends around me—I am—I'm um, very content with the, those that I want to be with and who wants to be
0: with me. Well, you can find Dionne Warwick, who, by the way, I say welcome to my world on WGN. You can see her at Her World at the Four Winds Casino, New Buffalo, September 16th. There is no one like her. She is a legend, a living legend right here. And I'm so grateful, sincerely, that you joined us. Thank you, Dionne.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you.